Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Tanya Newbold, I'm so excited to have you on for a little bit. I wanted to chat with you. It's such a hard time for people, and I feel like, you know, they need you. You're a life coach, right? No, Liz. I'm actually a life designer and a spiritual advisor. What? What does that mean, Tanya? Well, not only am I a life designer that helps you overcome mindset obstacles that you don't even know you have, I use my intuition to pinpoint the why. Wow. I love that. Okay, now you came on, you were talking about When the Bow Breaks, your amazing PPD documentary. Is that who you work with? Uh, Women experiencing PPD? Yes, I work with PPD warriors, new moms, and mothers going back into the workforce. But I am also an expert at sales strategies, and I help sales teams find their path to success during this downtime. Oh my God, we need that. How How do people work with you, Tanya? Well, I either work one on one or I do group coaching with both businesses and brands. That's insane. Okay, well, how do we find you? It's actually easy, tanyanewbold.com, and you can click on Spiritually Inspired Coaching. That's T-A-N-Y-A-N-E-W-B-O-U-L-D.com, Spiritually Inspired Coaching. Wow, people need you, Tanya. I know I'm gonna call. Welcome, Warriors. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Amy Brenneman. It's already becoming one of our most popular episodes. Check it out if you haven't already. This week, we are starting a new series on femininity. This is episode 51, but episode one of that series. Femininity sometimes gets a bad rap. Traits that have always been cast in a negative light. Emotionality, sensitivity, mothering, to name a few, have been classified in a lot of ways as negative. What if our society was matriarchal instead of patriarchal? What if the feminine sex had never been called the weaker sex? Would being sensitive be considered a source of power rather than being a source of weakness? Well, we're going to go deep diving into this subject and many others and find out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the podcasts in this amazing series. Rita Bakutsi. Oh my God, it's so good to see you, Rita. You were episode 25 and you were one of the most popular episodes, by the way, Rita. It was a financial warrior episode. What if I want to come and hang out with you more, Rita? What are you doing? Oh my gosh, Liz, I would love for you to come hang out more with me. And I'm going to extend a personal invitation to you and all your warrior women to join me at Wine, Women, and Wealth because that's a monthly event where we get to have fun together. It's a safe space to talk. And we get to connect with other amazing women. Wine, women, and wealth. This sounds right up my alley. But what if I don't know anything, Rita? What if I really need a kind of a little bit of education around money? Well, then you can check out my free Money 101 webinar where you get to learn six key money principles, how to create a financial shield of armor. I love that. Okay, but what if I'm really serious about money? Like, what if I really want to get in deep with you? I want to learn a lot and I want to go fast. Well, if you want to go fast, Money Education Movement Bootcamp is yours. If you're serious and fast, you get that money mindset mastery, your money skills mastery in a small interactive group. My God, I love all these things. Okay, I want to sign up for everything. Where do I go, Mama Rita? You get to go to mamaritamoney.com. 
Yes, that's M-A-M-M-A-R-I-T-A money.com. Come on, warriors, join me and let's get financially savvy. Today on the podcast, a woman who's been called a renaissance woman and a Jill of all trades by Forbes magazine. Hillary Gadsby is an international business degree from the American University of Paris and is a best-selling author and has worked in the marketing and event management departments of brands such as Ralph Lauren, Gucci, and The Wedding Shop, who's a distributor for Valentino and Vera Wang. In 2009, Hillary founded a Gadsby Affair, a strategic marketing and experiential event company. She is now the co-founder and CEO of Boss Talks Network, a membership community that empowers women, entrepreneurs, and business leaders to step out of isolation, level up in their business, and unleash their revenue potential. Woo! The mission is to increase the economic footprint for women globally. Amen, sister. Yes. Welcome to the show, Hillary. Thank you so much, Liz. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, Hillary, you and I are like in dead in love. We we ha- we came off of a, of a group chat. We've 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 now we're dead in love. You got me to Suzanne Summers, which makes you like you're gonna like be in my life forever because anybody who gets me to Suzanne <laughs> Summers, I literally had to stalk you after you were having an event on Boss Talks with Suzanne Summers. I was like, no, Hillary, you don't understand. I love her. You're like that's so great. I'm like, no. I don't think you understand, Hillary. I'm going to be the first one at the event knocking on the Zoom door. Hello. <laughs> and you definitely were. <laughs> I can't even wait. So I, I had her scheduled. Now I have to, of course, I had to move it because I'm traveling, but whatever. I, I, I can't even believe I'm even saying that I'm traveling. But anyway, Hillary, I'm so happy you're here. Me too. <laughs> okay. I don't know everything about you though, Hillary. So I'm going to start from the beginning. Go I like to it. know, you know, when I, I didn't know little Hillary. So I want to know that. <laughs> what yeah. were you like growing up? What did you think you would be when you were um, a girl? I was very much the same <laughs> as I am now. <laughs> My mother has always told me that I came out of her womb saying basically like, you're who I get. Okay, that's fine. And I've been like this determined, ambitious woman my entire life. There has never been, I've never skipped a beat. It's always been this way. My mother raised me this way. I actually started a business when I was 10. See, this is why you and I are dead in love because I also did the same damn thing and people think I'm crazy, but I did do it. And I had business cards. What was your business when you were 10? So I started out making, um, so I started babysitting. Of course. And who would babysit at 10? But I did. (laughs) And I was hired by this one family who was paying me $20 an hour. And then I started getting more referrals. I'm from, I'm from, I'm from a ski resort, a very expensive ski resort in Idaho. So it's, oh, oh. wait, where, where in Idaho? Sun Valley. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so, so down there with the fancies, and they exactly were like, we'll with all the fancy people yeah. world <laughs> to take our kid because we do not want them. Pretty much, like you can take them while I'm skiing, a <laughs> hundred and drinking my champagne. Yes, exactly. Right. So I started getting referrals from other families, and obviously I can't be in two places at once. So I started hiring my girlfriends, and. <laughs> Paid them $15 an hour when I was getting 20. <laughs> you are like a babysitting madam. I'm dying right now. This is amazing. You were running like a Ponzi scheme. It was like a multi-level marketing yeah. babysitting scheme. <laughs> I 
Sun Valley, Idaho. I love you. Oh my God. That's very, but you know what? Hello. That's ingenious. Like you were very, you were very like, you know, that's skill right there. You're yeah. Yeah. And know. then, and then I was, my mother gave me a sewing machine. She taught me how to sew. And so I started making scrunchies. You remember those things, oh, right? Yeah. And they're back now, of course. Which I is know. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of my clients was like, I really like those. Can I, can I buy them from you? And so I started making scrunchies for her and her friends. <laughs> just... I can't even deal with this. I think you were shooting fish in a barrel. I think you had a bunch of rich ladies that were just right there, right for the taking. Exactly. Okay. Well, you, at least you capitalized on that, which is amazing. Uh, absolutely. Oh my God, Hillary, I'm dying. Okay. Tell me, you mentioned your parents. What lessons did your parents impart that you think you're kind of still learning or using today? Because you talked about you're kind of like, yeah. you've been almost like a master connector since birth. Yes, pretty much. I wouldn't say since birth, but I would say since about 15 years old. So my mother, my mother was an entrepreneur. She had several businesses and unfortunately they failed. One of them was a popcorn wagon and she sold popcorn to Paul Newman. What? He asked her for her popcorn, where she got her kernels, and boom, all of a sudden, Paul Newman popcorn happened. That's not cool, Paul. No, no, it is not, Paul. But what she taught me is that no matter how many businesses that she did and, and, and failed, she still got right back up and started over, and I've learned that from her. I've learned also from her, the power of connections. You never know who you're going to meet and you're never, you never know if they're going to help you right then, or if they're going to help you further down the road. Yes. You, you always want to make sure you put your best foot forward. And my mother taught me really how to, what a, what a connection can do for you, for your life or for, for you or for someone else. I've taken that into my entire life, my businesses, my, my career, everything. I leverage every connection that I have for both myself and for other people. If somebody comes up to me and says, I need this, I basically say, okay, give me 24 hours and I got it for you. Wow. And the way I'm very blessed because the way my mind works is it's very creative and when you're doing something like brainstorming and you're putting a whole bunch of ideas on a whiteboard, right? And then you're connecting the dots. That's what my brain does is that I'll put everything on, on a virtual whiteboard in my head and then I'll start connecting the dots. Okay, who do I know? I'll make a list of who are the people that I know and how I can get to that, that end result. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that, what's, what's insane about all of that is that is a gift and a skill. And I think, you know what, you don't always know, you don't always recognize that as a, as a gift and a skill. Like I also have this thing, and I don't know if you have this or not, where I will not ask someone a favor until I'm sure it's the biggest favor I need from them. Mm -hmm. So I will sit on a person for a long time, could be 10 years. Yeah. Because I know the favor I need to ask for them, I haven't found it yet. So what I'll do is I'll just, you know, we're friends. And then when I'm ready to give that favor, and I'm like, I need Suzanne Summers. That's when I come for the person. Yeah. That's when I'm like, I need Suzanne Summers today. But I wait. I don't just like ask people dumb things all the time. And also, yeah. if it's like, 
a friend that needs something and it's not a big deal, of course I'll always do it. But sometimes you don't want to ruin that contact because you got to get something for them. So you got to weigh all that out. And that is deep strategy. Total deep strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes I'll do that when it's something really, really big. So actually, for an example, so the person that my mom introduced me to when I was 15 is Steve Wynn. Yes, um, Wynn Resorts. How did you, how, wait a minute. I'm so confused right now. How is your mother meeting Paul Newman and Steve Wynn and all these people? What's happening? Because it's Sun Valley, Idaho. <laughs> That's why, because they all live there. I'm well, Paul did. Sun did Valley, Idaho, obviously. Yes. I understand. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. So she knew them from there. So she she knew him from there. And, and I was introduced when I was 15 years old. And I have been to Vegas many times. And when he owned the Wynn, I would go stay at the Wynn all the time. Every person would be like, well, why don't you just ask him to comp you a room? I'm like, why would I ask Steve Wynn to comp me a room? Makes absolutely no sense. I want to ask Steve Wynn for the be all end all kind of favor. You do right. not I'm ask him to comp your job room. or I'm going to run half of his empire. I don't need yes. room. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So you learned that early on. I learned that early on that you, you don't, you don't go after the little things. You go after the big things, like you just said. And I actually took that connection that my mom gave me. And I had no clue what I was going to do with that. When he said, I was working at a store that sold Ralph Lauren. And he told me, he, you know, they walked in together. They ran into each other and they walked into each, walked into the store and he was like, do you like Ralph Lauren? And I was a huge fan of Ralph Lauren. I had just been watching CNN with Elsa Clench on Saturday mornings oh, with my mom. And- oh my God, Elsa Clench, don't. I know. Why are we the same? Oh my God, <laughs> you're killing me right now. I used to watch CNN with Elsa Clench and I thought, I literally thought I need to have her on this podcast so I can just fangirl all over her. I loved that. I watched it every weekend. Yes. Yes. So like he told me, he's like, look, he's a close personal friend of mine. Let me know if you ever want to meet him. And so I thought that was the coolest thing, but yes, I didn't realize that fast forward to sitting at 19 in my door in, in my, my place in Paris, you know, needing something, needing an internship after college and wanting to be in the fashion industry. I was like, light bulb. Steve Wynn told me he could introduce me to Ralph Lauren. So I picked up the phone and I called him. I had his cell phone number in my, in my phone. It's me, Hillary. Hello. He, and he remembered me. And two days later, I had an interview for an internship with David Lauren, Ralph Lauren's son. Oh my God. And that is how it works. It's it's the foot in the door. You do the rest. If you get the connection that is going to take you to the next level, you just do the rest yourself. Yeah. And you wait for the appropriate ask. You wait. Exactly. You don't waste an ask over some nonsense, like getting a freebie. Can I have a free Ralph Lauren skirt? Who cares? Right. You do not want a free Ralph Lauren skirt. You want to work for Ralph, be an intern yes. for him. So like, that's yes. a really, that's a really good lesson. I hope everyone's all the young ones who are listening. I hope you're listening. I've heard from many people that career paths really should not be a straight line. They should be like a jungle gym. You should be like zigzagging. And you're not supposed to feel bad about that, by the way. You're supposed to be like, this is so cool. I tried this, I'm over here, I'm doing this, I'm trying this. I feel like as the Jill of all trades, that has been very true for you. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I went from 
working at, you know, in retail at this little place, you know, in Sun Valley, Idaho, to being an intern at Ralph Lauren and going into the fashion industry in Paris and working with different brands. And then all of a sudden doing retail, wholesale, PR, marketing, all of that in the luxury space, then going to London and working in bridal couture and planning events. I didn't think that I was going to end up here. I I was actually on the road to being a corporate attorney. (laughs) Like that was my... (laughs) Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's quite, so that's okay. So what has been your career path then? So you kind of started, but you thought you were being going to be an attorney before all of the fashion stuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I was getting a business degree because I wanted to do international corporate law, but I also wanted to do it in the music industry because I, I'm a classically trained singer. And I remembered what happened with the Dixie chicks and how they kind of got screwed with their record label. And I wanted to figure out a way as an attorney to put into place processes that artists would not get screwed by their record labels. So I wanted to, like, I was trying to figure out how I could do that. My, my life took a complete turn when I went into the fashion industry, that call I made to Steve and, and getting that door open to the fashion industry got me into luxury. And then I started working with a lot of high net worth individuals. And so that led me to the ability to understand the wealthy and their mindset. And when I started in 2009, I started my own company that had a lot of clients that were financial services and their clients happened to be high net worth. Right. And so that's been kind of my trajectory. And I had that company for 10 years and I got completely burned out. And then now I have this women's empowerment brand that I never thought I would have because women were horrible to me growing Mm. up. Mm. I didn't have a lot of good friends because they were just catty and mean. And, and I wanted to find a way for women to collaborate with each other. And so, no, it hasn't been linear. It's been all over the place, you know, and, and that's okay because you learn something along the way. Yeah. I, well, I think there's tons of lessons there and also it's okay to be like, um, that didn't work. Right. (laughs) And that, that actually brings me to my next thing. I feel like, you know, the F word, I do love the other F word, but the F word failure, Yes, I think is one of the best teachers in the world. And I think we have these big hangups, right? About having failure or talking about our failures. I think that's like in the, in the, in a weird way, that's the only way you really get to where you really need to go is by failure. Yeah. What have been some of the failures you think you've learned from? Oh, I've had several, but one, one failure, I had a a subscription box a couple of years ago that we just weren't aligned on the mission and, and we weren't aligned. I think in life, they, my partners had their own stuff and it was very hard to combine us together. And we didn't have the same work, work ethic. And, um, so I definitely learned from that. I definitely learned from you you've got to pick the right partner. You've got to pick the right one from the start. You need to make sure that there is a fail safe in there when you are exiting a company. So I would say that was one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is, is, is picking the right people to work with Mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that they align with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that's a huge thing. I think a lot of businesses come completely unraveled because of that very thing, right? Yeah. Like someone sees the brand this way, other ones see, or one person sees their role as this. You're like, no, that's not your role. I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very hard, right? Tell me what has been some of the most exciting, I mean, you've really worked for some insane people. And I mean, you already are like telling me how you know Paul Newman and Ralph Lauren when you were <laughs> five years old. What have been some of the more exciting moments in your career that you could, that you would mention or, or think highlights of your career? I have so many, uh, you know, every, every step that you take leads you to that stairway of opportunity. Where I am right now is where I'm supposed to be. And it's the highlight of my career. It's the highlight of my, my business career, my, my career in general. It's that point where I can say I am literally helping to increase the economic footprint of women globally with what I'm doing. That to me is a big freaking deal. I mean, look, it's fun to be in Forbes. It's fun to have a book that's a bestseller. It's, it's, it's great. And I have a really hard time putting myself out there and I really need to do that more. But like, there's this, this thing that happens with me is that when I can help other people achieve something, that's my biggest win. It always has been that way. Yeah. Your master connector using all of your powers for good. Thank God. Tell me about this book that you wrote, this bestseller. Tell me how this even came about. So I was approached by this girl named Erica Dela Cruz. She, um, so she's the main person. There are about 40 of us in this book. And my story happens to be about the Ralph Lauren story. And it's called Tips, Tales, and Tweetables of Women Pursuing Their Dreams. And the, the main title is Passionistas, Tips, Tales, and Tweetables of Women Pursuing Their Dreams. We went to number one Amazon bestseller within a couple of hours, I think. And it's just incredible stories of women and their resilience and, and what they've done to get to where they are. And they're just incredible lessons in life that you can take away. I loved being part of that book. It was, it was a really fun compilation book. And I, I have a book inside me that I want to write and I keep stopping and going and, you know, (laughs) I think you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's more. I also story. think you might have a novel in there. Cause I feel like you need to set a whole novel about you and Paris and doing all these things. And, you know, maybe some of it's true and maybe some of it's not, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think there's some, <laughs> there's a, there's something going on in there too. I feel, tell me about boss talks. How did that whole thing? Cause like, that is a really, I mean, I think as we get older too, it's funny. Like we, we get such a high off, off of supporting women, being with women I mean, I take great pride. Like there's a podcast launching today called Health Interrupted and I help these girls start their podcast and they're so good and I'm so proud. Like I call them crying today because I'm like, I love you girls. I'm so proud of you. Like I just, anytime I help someone and they do something and they finish a project, I'm like, I feel like it's mine. I'm like, I did it, but really it's you. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about Boss Talks. Like how did that whole thing even come into alignment and tell me about the mission and all of it. So it, it's a, a pretty long story and it's about 10 years in the making, but it started out as Stiletto Gal, the blog. And so when I was starting my company, A Gadsby Affair, I didn't have any female mentors. There weren't any women who wanted to send the elevator back down. And so I ended Ooh. up turning to wait men. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You just, you just gave a gold nugget. I got to pause on that for a second. Yes. Explain that. 
They don't want to send the elevator back down. Tell me that. What is that? They they don't want to help other women. They they a lot of women in my experience feel threatened by the newbies, the ones that are the up and comers. They're threatened by them, and and that's both in entrepreneurship and in corporate. Yeah. And I had to go to to men to help me because no one would help me. Mm. But by saying elevator up, meaning they're going to the top, right? Yes. They're getting to the highest level in their career. And the last thing they're going to do is help you at the bottom who's beginning. Exactly. Right? Which is all you and I care about is right. collaborating and, right. and pulling a woman up. Yes. What? Yes. So that's, yeah. but isn't it amazing that even though you had that experience that you want to have the total opposite experience. You're not like, oh, screw these bitches. I'm not going to help them at all. No, right. you're like, that was wrong. <laughs> I'm going to do it different. So yeah. I think that's amazing. But anyway, I just, I love that phrase. I've never heard it before. Send the elevator back down. I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. You I'll, I'll definitely you. should. It's not from me. I heard it from, from uh, actually Kevin Spacey said it. In one Kevin of Spacey? Videos. Kevin Spacey. You might go down in a fiery elevator, but okay, fine. Um, okay. All right. So, so back to boss talks back to it's 10 years in the making. Okay. Yeah. So it started out with stiletto gal and it was really, um, it was really a blog that I started because I was like, there isn't anything out there that is telling women what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So it was like walking a mile in my shoes. So it was, it, it was a day in the life of a woman entrepreneur as told by her shoes. And I've always been known for my shoes. It had nothing to do with shoes. It had to do with the the confidence that I felt when I was living in France, coming from Idaho, not knowing anything about fashion and how to dress and the shoes. And French women are so mean when it comes to your shoes. Like if you wear ugly shoes, they will snicker at you and make you feel awful. The minute I put on my first pair of high heel shoes, I was so confident. I walked into the room. I owned it. And I wanted every single woman to feel the exact same way, whether they were wearing a stiletto or not. And so I gave them a tutorial of my life on a daily basis of what it was like to be in my shoes. And then every Thursday, I featured a woman in another woman in business and walked a mile in her shoes. 2014, it turned into a speaker series here in Los Angeles. It was really, again, for the next generation of women to learn the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship, and to learn from successful women sending the ladder back down. It was also an opportunity for women to connect to each other and to opportunity. So we had amazing things happen. Women have found their best friends. They found business partners. They found you know, new clients. We had a woman who found her first investor in her company. It happens to be Alchemy 43, Nikki Levy. She got her first investment from our very first speaker, Tony Co. And that is our biggest case study. And I'm not saying that the reason why Nikki has her business is because of us. It's because of that stepping stone that she came to our event, met Tony Co. And then, and then actually took the time to reach back out to Tony and say, Hey, this is what I've got. We gave her that stepping stone opportunity and then she used it and it turned into boss talks in 2016. And it's been that way ever since we decided that we wanted to do a membership as well. 
And my father passed away in 2019 and he was my biggest supporter, biggest cheerleader. And it lit a fire under me. And I said, this needs to be in every city across the country. Now we are in 10 cities across the country in Canada. We had to pivot in about 48 hours to go completely digital. And now I have an entire platform of uh, women in five different countries. We have incredible speakers that come in every single week. We do a monthly speaker series in each city. So it turns out to be every week. And we're just doing some amazing things. We have coaches inside and every little thing we're doing, we're giving mentorship and education and connections and a community to all these incredible women all over. That's what's going to be the paradigm shift is women helping each other. Yeah. You're changing that narrative. And I think that that narrative needs to be changed. And I'm so sick of talk of scarcity or, you know, to me, there's plenty of room at the table and really even more to the point, you need to be pulling your girlfriend up to the table, especially if she's a different color. Yeah. Um, You need to be moving your ass over. You already have your seat at the table. No one's taking it away. You have it. Right. Pull someone else up, pull their chair up and help them out. So I I love that you're doing this. I want to know something. And I, I didn't plan on asking you this, but it's just occurring to me. Yeah. There's another F word. Again, I love so many F words, Hillary. It's hard for me. Uh, But there's another F word, feminism. Yes. You know, being feminine, not just feminism, but actually being feminine. And as a boss, as a woman who is, you know, this gal in the stilettos, right? Living a day in your stilettos. What role has being feminine played? Because I think sometimes you're very feminine. Like you're showing up in this poofy sleeve blouse with these cute earrings. You're Mrs. Fashion. I love that about you. what What role has being like, feminine, like being like a girly girl played, like, did you have to kind of downplay some of that when you're doing some more of your like bossy stuff? Have you found a way to balance that? Cause I think that is something that women go through, especially when you're ascending the heavens and you're working at Ralph Lauren and you're working with these big designers and people are coming in and you have to be like a boss, you know? And like, but I, I feel like we don't have to lose our feminine stuff. So I just wanted to ask you about that. I think what I have felt, so I'm, 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 I'm very alpha female too, and type A to the nth degree. When I owned a Gatsby affair, I feel that I played more in the masculine. I was running a business and I was around a lot of men. Men were my clients. I had to really stick out from the crowd. And one of the things that one of my clients actually said, and this is before I started Stiletto Gal is that he noticed every single time the type of shoes that I wore and how put together that I was. Even though that is very feminine, my attitude was very masculine. Like I could talk to the men in the room and I tend to do that when I feel that there's a certain energy, I will switch to either masculine or feminine. Well, we have both sides. That's not a bad thing. I do have both sides. Yeah. Since I've been doing boss talks, I have been able to drop more in my feminine because I'm able to be vulnerable and open and I can talk about the struggles that I I've had. And these women don't judge. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going through the exact same thing. Thank God there's somebody else who's doing it. Exactly. I think that's the whole thing. I think, and you know what? I think through that vulnerability, there's this weird like instinct and intuition that kicks in where you start to be able to read people on a level like you're a damn psychic because you start feeling the energy in the room because yeah. you're not just coming in there, you know, with all this masculine energy and just running it, right? Yeah. You're sitting back a bit and you're going, what's she doing? 
she something's going on there. Like, and you just start assessing and you become a little smarter about how you're going to move forward because you're kind of in this like assessing and kind of reading everybody's energy thing. Yes. So I think it's a really great thing that you're dropping more into that. Cause that's how I kind of see you, even though you're very, you are like, you're, t- you're tough. I know you're tough, but there's a part of you that is so feminine to me. And I, and I like that part of you. So it, it, that was something in my mind I wanted to ask you about. So I'm so glad we talked about it. Uh, what's next for you? What are you uh, on? What's going on? Let's, ha- I mean, are you going to tell us about this book you're writing or are you just, you're just going to mention it? Now? I'm trying, I'm trying to write it. I'm trying to write it. I'm actually retiring the stiletto gal brand. And I am going to step into Hillary Gadsby and completely rebrand that and start working on my own personal brand in a very different way. I had a great call with somebody and she's like, you need to retire that. I know that, you know, you've done this a long time, but it's time to step into Hillary and not behind Stiletto Gal. And I'm doing that. And then Boss Talks is doing a massive conference in in May, partnering with this this uh, organization called Modern Day Wife out of Canada, and we're excited about that. That's an all day conference, virtual conference in May, and I'm super excited about it. Oh my gosh, you you're doing such incredible things. I I agree. You should be Hillary. You have a great name. Thank you. You just do like you should just like live into that. I think that's going to be amazing. Well, I'm dying to know about this book, and I'll hound you about that separately on the side. Yes. Um, Okay, Hillary. Guess what? We're at the speed round. Okay. It's party time. All right. What is your cocktail of choice? It's a glass of champagne with a splash of Saint Germain. Okay, but does that have a name or no? Nope. It's my own concoction. We'll just call it the Boss concoction, I guess. I mean, we're going to call it the Gatsby. Don't even get it twisted. But wait a minute. Is that, that, what's a French 75? Isn't that kind of like that or no? It might be. It might be. I think that might be more another thing. Okay. I like that though. Champagne with a little Saint Saint Germain. A little elderflower liqueur. Yeah. I'm calling that the Gatsby. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Mantra or quote you live by? Oh God. Mantra or quote I live by? Take every, take every opportunity that comes to you. I like that. No one's ever said that before. I like that a lot. Okay. What about, what makes you feel unstoppable? Oh God. Helping someone else succeed. Oh, see, this is why I love you so much. Oh my God. I love that answer. What are you most proud of besides surviving the pandemic? The pit, the pivot that we made in a very short period of time for boss talks. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I'm really proud at, um, that I, I finally found a partner who gets it and who wants to just put in the work to make this shit happen. Yes. I mean, good, good partners are everything, right? Like, I mean, that's women love to work with other women, but when you find that synergy and you find that person, Oh, Magic. Yes. Um, what is exciting you the most right now? Well, I'm excited about uh we've got the founder of True Religion Jeans coming, Kim Gold. Oh uh, yes. that's really cool. And we also have the co-founder of Glam Squad and Guilt Group coming as well in March. I think you need to hand some of these people over to my podcast, Hillary. Let's just yes. Um, that's fabulous though. Glam yes. squad is so ridiculous. I actually, you know what? I think I heard her on skim from the couch. Uh, like the skim people had her on. Yeah. And I was like, I love her. Like, yeah. I love how she came up with her whole business model 
and how down to earth she is. Like I really was, I really vibed with her. I thought she was great. So that is going to be good. I'm going to put all this in the show notes so people know what's coming. Yes. So they can look out for it. Yes. Um, and, and Clubhouse. Yes. We're making our debut in Clubhouse. Did you, okay. So did you start your club? You did everything? We can't do a club because they're not accepting right now, but we are doing a room on March 1st at, at okay. 6 p.m. Pacific. Okay. And it's called Connect and Create Success. Okay. And we're partnering with Real Her Makeup and their makeup that empowers. And it's just, I, I absolutely love their brand. And so we're partnering with the co-founder, Megan Merritt, and it's going to be so much fun. And we're going to talk about everything business, what people need right now. If we can connect them with people, that's what it's all about. I love it. I'm on Clubhouse and I'm going to have you on my little Warrior Women panel Yay! very soon. I'm doing my panels. I've applied for my club. By the way, I think you can still apply. It's just they want to see how many times you're going to have a club. So I, we're going to talk about that offline. All right. um, but I want you to be on my next panel. I'm going to do, I'm doing a panel on next week, but I want you to be on my next panel. So we'll talk about that. Love it. All right, Hillary. Such a good time with you. Thanks. For, thank you for coming on and like doing this whole thing with me. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I love it. Yes. And we're, we're to like, we are besties. And I know you're not like wanting to totally put yourself out there. You're not always like that, but you should, because what you do is awesome. So I'm so glad you agreed to come on and do this with me. Well, I, I mean, why would I say no? You can't. Exactly. I will not accept it. <laughs> All take right. every, I can take every opportunity that comes. That's it. Be fun. That's boom. And we're going to end on that note. Love you, Hillary. You're amazing. Okay. Thank you for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Woman podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye. Bye.